Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. What is up, Packers fans? Welcome to the second episode of Acme Packing Company's newest podcast, For Cheddar or Worse. I am your co-host, Chris Berg, joined by my other fantastic co-host, Lindsay. Lindsay, how are you on this April Fool's Day? Hey, friends. I am uh, I am great. The weather is stunning here where I'm at. So I am uh, sunshine and I'm happy. So to borrow, meanwhile, in Wisconsin, to borrow from a meme, it is winter. This is the winter that will not die. Um, I am not too far outside of Green Bay. We had ice and snow again last night. Uh, it's been probably in the, our lows have been probably in the high teens to low 20s probably going to be in the mid twenties now, at least for the next week, but man, uh, you want to talk about, you want to talk about a fool's, uh, a fool's spring, you know, mother nature's playing one heck of a joke on us. Um, since we are recording on April 1st, you know, with April fool's day, it's a day for pranks. Careful what you read on the internet. I mean, be careful what you read on the internet every day of the year, but especially today. <laughs> um, Lindsay, do you have any memorable April fool's pranks um, that you either pulled or had pulled on you? I do. So in college, my, uh, my freshman year towards the end, I called my parents and I was crying and I told them that I was expelled, um, for doing, doing something that, you know, doing drugs on campus and, and they expelled me and they very much fell for it. And they were so confused and just, you know, it was, it was pretty funny. I mean, I, I had it going for a, a solid 10 minutes or so. I mean, it was a, it was a longer kind of uh, kind of prank and I really enjoyed it and they hated it. So it was great. <laughs> so I've, I've met your parents. I've, I'm trying to picture how your dad especially reacted to this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was there stunned silent? Did the phone explode? What happened? <laughs> There were just a lot of questions. They uh, they just completely forgot that it was April Fools, which is always the best. That's that's the perfect you know setup for for that kind of prank. And I I must say I uh, should have been should have been awarded an Oscar at that point. It was I did a fantastic job at acting that day. Well, if you would have won an Oscar, just be just don't. If you ever do win that Oscar, don't slap your co-host. But that is a nar- argument for another time. Um, yeah, you're lucky you know. we're you're lucky we're virtual, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I, that, <laughs> she 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 may or when Lindsay when I met up with Lindsay and family in Green Bay this summer, they may or may one of them may or may not have hit me. But that's another that's a that's something else. Um, going back to the April Fool's prank. Um, <laughs> So my, my, my family is, my family at the time, at least. So I was a senior in high school. It's 2002 on April Fool's day. I'm on my senior class trip in Hawaii. Um, my parents, both Catholic, notoriously con- conservative, maybe not politically. I don't want to disclose that, but they were, you know, they pretty conservative, um, lifestyle. Uh, yeah, I called my dad that day. He's just, how's things going? The weather down there, you know, he's comparing about how crappy it was here. Um, meanwhile, I'm in Hawaii and I told him, oh, by the way, um, forgot to tell you, I got a tattoo. The line goes dead for 30 seconds. Where? <laughs> I said, it's on my right shoulder. You know, it's not visible. I didn't get a sleeve or anything. He goes, he goes, oh, he goes, well, I hope it's at least tasteful. And I said, yeah, it says it's on my right shoulder and it says April fool's dumbass." And he just <laughs> fell apart at that point. He's like, you really got me on that. It's like, yeah, it's a tattoo. <laughs> I mean, keeping in mind that was 20 years ago. Um, yeah, when they weren't so so mainstream. I mean, they were they were getting mainstream at that point, but I mean, you, you, nowadays you can find tattoo parlors, you know, not too far if you're in a decent sized city. They're for, they're not hard to come by. Um, 2002, they kind of were. 
um, especially for somebody that young, you know, at that point, because I was, like I said, I was only 18. So that was kind of an interesting, um, <laughs> interesting prank on that one. He was still giving me grief about it when we got back. But um, speaking I mean, of things, they're just so yeah. fun, right? I mean, they, it's, it's just a, as long as it's not hurting anyone, I, I don't, I like April Fool's a whole lot. I just, you know, pranks, pranks are good at any time. You got to be able to, this, this world's got crazy enough. You got to be able to laugh through some of it. You're going to go mad. 110%. <laughs> um, so speaking of some things, you know, laughter and some joy, uh, a lot going on in the Green Bay Packers since we last uh, recorded our first episode. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, we didn't know what was going on then. We do have an answer. He's uh, back, he back, baby. He back, baby. Uh, running it back. Well, not fully running it back. Did I tell one. you or what? <laughs> I knew yeah, I, it. I felt it in my bones. I think, you know, everybody thought that's kind of where the arrow was going, but that, you know, the other shoe that fell, the big shoe that we'll unfortunately have to get to in the worst part of our podcast, uh, you know, that that's the other shoe that I think kind of we weren't expecting to see, you know, because as soon as Rodgers is back, it's like, yeah, great. Now they can start working on Devontae and then Ope. Uh, something changed, but um, obviously we'll, we like to start with the positive Pain. here, but so Aaron Rodgers is back. Uh, obviously happy, fantastic, relieved to have him back. Not only that it's, I mean, in theory, the deals year to year, but it kind of ties him to the Packers for about three years. Right. So, mm. you know, not only is Aaron Rodgers back, he's back long-term. So I got to take this moment and Lindsay, I think you'll agree with me. I want to tip the cap to uh the three amigos on the front office, you know, Russ Ball, uh, Brian Gutekunst, and Mark Murphy, all three of them, um, thanked by name, by Aaron Rodgers in his MVP speech, by the way, um, they not only fixed the relationship, they grew it. Um, they 100%. saved that marriage because um, it looked like they were going off a cliff about a year ago and they saved the marriage. So I got to give them major credit. And obviously, you know, Aaron had his part in this. I'm sure there are some things that he wanted that they kind of had to talk him off the ledge on a little bit, but um, yeah. So number 12 is back. Lindsay. Hey, I'm so, so happy. Um, especially because like you said, it's, it's a long-term deal. And I really believe that this means he's going to retire as a Packer. Um, and I, I, and like a true retirement as a Packer, not a Brett Favre situation, someone who uh, has played his entire career um, with Green Bay. And I just, I'm incredibly happy. I mean, as a Packer fan, who wouldn't be happy about, about this news? I am really, really excited at this next season. I mean, I, we have no idea what it's going to look like yet. Um, it is good to, to know that we have our, our leader because that makes a huge difference as well. Rogers has the respect of the team and they listen to him and, um, he's got, you know, he's got an endless knowledge when it comes to the game of football. So, I am just really excited at our chances of, of bringing the Lombardi trophy home. Um, I really think that really think that we have some good things in store, you know, sans Devonte Adams even. And uh, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to it. And I can't wait for this season to start. I miss watching football. Well, we got a big milestone coming up with the draft. Um, baseball season's getting underway, obviously. So uh, definitely ready. For, you know, there's there's some tension with football season, especially, you know, with how the Packers seasons have ended the last few years. But uh, yeah, great, great to have number 12 back in the back in the roof, back in the loop again, long term. Uh, he's probably going to retire a Packer, which I'm glad to see, especially not only after, you know, the thing that got me last year was Rodgers has always talked, even when he was earlier in his career, he was always talking about how important legacy was, you know, and talking legacy and his, you know, what he leaves behind. And, you know, he wanted to make sure he saw what happened to Favre. And I can't believe he'd want that to happen to him again. And I think, you know, do the same thing. So I think that's, you know, that came into play there. I think he decided, you know what, I, I don't want to go down the road. Brett did 
I'm good here. This is my best shot to win. This is where I belong. So fantastic to have him back in the fold. Uh, hopefully a little less off-field drama-free going well, forward. Can I just say regarding that, I mean, my God, since he's made his decision, no one has been talking about him. There have been no rumors or crazy stories or crazy situations that have happened as a result of it. And it's really nice. I got to say it is really nice to have a break from the toxicity of some uh, media just going after him and uh, creating rumors and creating drama where, you know, where sometimes it is warranted, don't get me wrong. And then sometimes it's not. So uh, it's, it's been nice to kind of have him just, you know, make his decision and then he's living his life. So, Hey, I'm all for it. And then, you know, then to repeat myself one more time, we'll get into more about Devonte Adams um, when we get to the donor part of the program. But uh, you know, the fact that Rogers still signed that deal, knowing point blank that Devonte Adams wasn't going to come back again, just speaks to the case the Packers made for him and he knows where he belongs. So um, he could have very easily said, you know what? No, Devante, I'm just going to call it quits. It's like, there's no way. So he's still obviously a believer in what the Packers are trying to do. So uh, credit to Aaron Rodgers for that. Um, he's, he's bought into it. So it's not going to be a rebuild. We'll get more into that too, but it's not going to be a rebuild. Um, so he's obviously fully on board with what the Packers are trying to do. And, you know, they're probably going to take on a little bit more of a different identity this year. And one big part of that is Devondre Campbell is back in green Bay signing Yay, an extension. Campbell. Obviously that was the one, you know, we, we, the Packers kind of thought, you know, he might be one that might get away, especially, you know, when Preston Smith signed his extension uh, you know, that that might get, you know, he might get, he might let go, but the Packers have learned seemingly from the mistakes of the past and they paid their inside linebacker. I mean, it wasn't a huge contract by any means, but boy, he, uh, they got an inside linebacker locked up long-term. Never thought I'd see that day. Yeah. And it, it was a, uh, a massive increase based on last year's contract for Campbell. I mean, he, he made a, a big payday this year. So, um, like comparatively, and I'm just really happy. I, uh, that needed to happen because Campbell is a phenomenal player and my God, do we need him? And so I, I'm really happy they they figured out a way to to make that work. Yeah, he went from a one year two million dollar deal to a five year fifty million dollar deal. That's ten million per. You know, given the way you know that it's always it varies a little bit when all the signing bonuses and everything work out. But base uh, base salary is the basic salary is ten million per year. So not going to break the bank by any stretch of the imagination. And they lock him up long term. He's only twenty eight. He's got some more good football ahead of him. So fantastic to see uh, Devondre Campbell back. Uh, Also in the linebacker department, uh, I just mentioned his name, uh, Preston Smith returns. Um, The Smith brothers, unfortunately, were broken up. And who would have thought it would have been Zadarius on the outside looking in? Not not me. Preston Preston Smith obviously restructured his contract last year uh, to stay in Green Bay played lights out without Zadarius and there had a real strong bounce back year when it's amazing what happens when you have a defensive coordinator that doesn't insist on dropping an edge rusher into coverage, uh, Mike Patton, uh, <laughs> but um, fantastic. Good to see him Zedarius back. So, back with. <laughs> yep. Well, we'll again, talk, we're dropping a lot of teases for the negative part of the show, but we'll talk more about Zadarius down that road too. But uh, yeah, Preston Smith is back. Uh, he earned every bit of that payday and, uh, you know, that, that shores up the edge position and now the Packers can afford to maybe not grab an edge rusher early. Um, but I think they definitely still need to add one more. Yeah. I mean, last year, obviously with, with Zadarius being out for, um, the majority of it, we got to see Preston really step into his own, um, outside of the super Smith bros, which was obviously a, a name given to him by fans, um, which they, they took on and, <laughs> and fostered that. Um, but it was also a year for him to prove himself in terms of whether or not the Packers wanted him to stay because he, he did take that pay cut. Uh, and, and so I really think it's, it's cool to see him, you know, make a comeback and 
um, and do a really great job for us last year and hopefully continue that into, you know, this, this next season and future. Um, he's, he's a great, he's a great player and I'm happy he's back. I am obviously going to miss Zedarius, especially when we have to play the Vikings two times next year, but I am happy that Preston is, uh, at least we got, you know, one half of the equation. Yeah, and that's four years. He got the bigger contract, four years, $52.5 million in new money. Uh, Twenty. Uh, he's still 29. I think he's still got a lot left in there. But uh, that really, again, you know, the Packers are sh- really have shored up that defense. And I think that's kind of going to be the way they're going to want to win going forward, you know, especially because Aaron Rodgers, unfortunately, isn't going to play forever. And I think we're starting to see hints of what they think their identity is going to be um, post the post number 12. Uh, speaking of shoring up that defense, Rasul Douglas back in Green Makes Bay. Makes me so happy. Fantastic. Got a decent pay raise out of that. Um, he's, you know, what a find that he was from Brian Gutekunst last year. I'm going to say it for the umpteenth time. How was that dude on a practice squad? Um, not only that, but what he brought to the table. I mean, you now have. Now the Jair is going to be healthy again. You've got Jair Alexander, hey. Eric Stokes, and Rasul so Douglas. Add one more. I mean, no offense against Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage, but you can get you can get one more safety in there. That secondary is terrifying, and it's like all of a sudden <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's it's going to be like a Legion of Boom. We're going to have to come up with some fancy pun names for that secondary. Something with um, cheese or like a cheese shredder or a cheese grater. I don't know, but it uh, that's boy, that was, that was a pleasant surprise. Cause when, when I saw Devondre Campbell sign, I was thinking, well, there goes Rasul Douglas. And then word slowly came out that he might be back. They're expecting him back. Ink's dry. He's back. But uh, boy, that they were able to keep the core of that defense together, which um, I think that really speaks to what they want to do going forward. 110%. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I'm so, so, so happy um, that Douglas is back. He deserved it. He's earned it. And just, I will never forget, uh, that he, that the Cardinals game, man, I will never forget it because it was his first, first game after, you know, getting, uh, getting cut from them. And he makes the game ending, uh, interception. It was just the coolest thing. And I, he, from that moment has just continued to soar and it, it, he is a blast to watch every time he's he's on the field and a ball is anywhere near him I get really excited (laughs) because I'm like oh he's gonna you know um he's a he's a great great athlete and I'm so happy to have him back I mean five interceptions in 12 games I mean you can't he wasn't even with the team a full year and he was the team leader in interceptions so unbelievable um three-year deal for him so again Sensing a theme here with these defensive contracts, they're long-term. These aren't one-year all-in type deals, you know, to make one more run with Rodgers. This, I, I think this, the Packers are starting to show their hand on what they're going to, I'm repeating myself, but they're showing their hand again on what they're going to, how they're going to win going forward. Uh, just uh, fantastic to see him back. Opportunistic player. We love, if you've read Acme Packing Company for every number of years, you know, we're a big fan of revenge games. And that was uh quintessential revenge game from a school Douglas against the Cardinals. It was just magic. I loved every second of it. I keep, I watch it when I'm, when I'm bored or when I'm having like a, a weird day, I'll watch it just to bring up my mood. It makes me so happy. And that is not weird, by the way, that is, that is, that is fantastic. I, you know, I've done the same thing too. I mean, I always pull up Packer highlights, you know, some Packer highlights from last couple of years. There's plenty of them to cheer me up. Um, Yes, that is. It's definitely true. Um, moving to the offensive side of the ball, um, only big addition that was re-signed. Um, Robert Big Bob Tunyon is back on a one-year deal. Um, so coming off that ACL, he's probably not going to be ready until October. Um, a lot of people seem to be when he resigned, they're shaking. You know, oh, it's a David Bakhtiari situation. No, it's not. Um, every ACL tear is different. So, you know, and Tunyon also tore his ACL much earlier than uh, Bakhtiari did. 
So I obviously great to see him back when he's healthy. He's a great receiving tight end struggled a bit at times last year, but I think some of that was schematic. Um, but I think, you know, he's back in the fold and green Bay may have their eyes on another tight end, either via free agency, a trade or the draft. We'll have to see, but big Bob back for another year. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to him getting hundred percent. Like you said, he is a, uh, he is a dynamo player when he is healthy. And uh, that was a big, big loss for us last season. So it's going to be good to have him back and, uh, you know, Bakhtiari as well. I mean, it's, it's going to be fun. I can't wait. So uh, nothing but, you know, speedy recovery for big Bob and, and hoping that he is able to get back on the field healthy sooner rather than later. So the final thing in the good column we've got, so now the, the big news of the offseason, I mean, it's probably 1-1-8 Aaron Rodgers coming back, is the trade of Devontae Adams to the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, so there's obviously a downside to that, but we're going to start with a positive. That's what we do here. Uh, the Packers got a first, Oakland, or I keep saying Oakland old school, Vegas's first and second round pick, which gives the Packers a whopping four picks in the first 60 and five in the first 100. Uh, so they now have all sorts of ammunition to rebuild the receiver position, possibly at a tight end at an edge rusher, but green Bay's got a lot of draft capital. So not only do they have Rogers locked up now, but they can start to build with these picks. If Gutekunst can stick the landing on these, which I think he probably with that many shots early, he should. Uh, I think, you know, they're, they're going to build themselves a solid core, um, you know, for the rest of Rogers career and beyond. So, Lindsay, where do you where do you want to see them go in those? Um, at least we'll we'll start with the first round with those first two picks at uh, twenty two and twenty eight. Yeah, um, I mean, first I'll say it's uh, the f- only second time in the team's history that we have uh, four selections in the first two rounds, which is really really exciting. I mean, if we're gonna lose someone like Adams, the caliber of talent that he is. I am really glad that we're in this situation that we are in the draft. That's the only thing that made sense to me. So um, personally, I want Traylon Burks from Arkansas and uh, Thornton from Baylor. We need, the thing is, I really think we need two minimum, maybe three wide receivers to replace Adams. I really, really do. And obviously we have other positions to fill and those are just as important. Um, I, I think that those two kids are, are definitely my, uh, my top two that I'm, I'm kind of keeping track of, but what about you? So I'm, I, I think every, everybody, I mean, it's no secret. Everybody's banging the drum on wide receiver for the one of the first two picks. I don't think they need to go receiver receiver. Um, if, if somehow if they can some, you know, if they get Chris Olave, you know, somewhere in there, I think that'd be great. But yeah, Traylon Burks would probably be my pick just for how he would fit in terms of what Matt LaFleur likes to do on offense. Yeah. Um, they need some speed. They need, uh, they need some speed. They need the block. He needs to be able to block. Um, I've seen Drake London's name thrown around there. He could be a deep threat, but he doesn't seem like he's quite as a consistent blocker as the Packers might need um, to make Lafleur's offense go. Um, in terms of edge, there, if Jermaine Johnson can fall there, great. Tell his boy my from uh, Minnesota. I think would might be a bit of a reach at twenty eight, but you know, again, with this many picks, you've got flexibility. They can move depending on how that board falls. They can move up. They can move down. Um, in Maybe even in the next few weeks before the draft, they could parlay some of those in for a veteran receiver. I don't know. Um, but in terms of the wide receiver position specifically, I think there's going to be a veteran addition via free agency, unless they can really pull something big off for somebody um, like DK Metcalf, for example, um, with some of these draft picks. Uh, you want to talk about swinging for the fences, but I think there's going to be a veteran addition and then probably one, maybe two in the draft, but they're going to have to add another edge rusher um offensive lineman you know that that you can probably wait until 53 59 uh, maybe even to 92 the Packers have had decent luck um in the second and third rounds there so exciting time fun to fun to play through some mock draft simulators and 
see where some boards are going to fall, but great tie. Actually, I'm more excited for this draft than I've been in a long time because you know there's not going to be a quarterback draft drama this time because we in 2020 everybody in the back of their head was like oh they're you know they they knew it was a possibility maybe not in the first round but they knew it was a possibility um so this is definitely going to be an exciting three weeks before the draft i can't wait um but with that excitement there did come a downside um and we'll talk about that um as we get into the worst part of our show uh the bad news uh we'll get to that uh after you take a break for some ads so stay tuned Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. All right, everyone, we are back, and now we, we got through the good, and unfortunately, now we got to talk about the bad. Um, and there is no worse story, I think, for Packers fans um, than the trading of Devontae Adams to the Raiders. Um, you know, I've, we were all, at, I think, hoping that there was going to be a long-term deal worked out. It may not have happened in the next couple of months. They had until July to make a deal, but um, word got out, especially after the trade, that Devontae Adams had made up his mind, the relationship between him and Green Bay, had deteriorated and he really, really wanted to go play um, with his old college buddy and former college quarterback, Derek Carr, uh, with the Raiders. So hard to fault a guy for that. You know, there are pictures of Devontae as a young man um, in Oakland or LA Raiders jerseys at that point. And uh, I, I can't fault him for that. Um, and especially now that, you know, we know that Rodgers was in on, you know, that Rodgers knew that this was coming. I mean, it's one of those things that, God, it sucks because he was not just such a fantastic player. Um, but by all accounts, fantastic human being, uh, won the PFWA stand-up award for how cooperative Devontae Adams has been with the media. And having met him a couple of times, he is truly a stand-up dude. I wish him nothing but the best, but damn, uh, this hurts. Wash your hands, wash your butt. <laughs> Do you remember when he said that? When it was oh, yeah, that really nasty flu going around in the, the locker room? Um, yeah, and at a, a press thing. conference, yeah. he literally started with wash your hands, wash your butt. <laughs> well, then, then, then COVID hit a few months later. It's like Devante well, exactly. was clairvoyant on that. So exactly just, <laughs> smart, smart guy that 17, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say that in the, in the interview, the first interview that he did, um, as, as a Raider right after uh, the trade became official official uh, he he really didn't bash the organization he didn't bash the Packers or the the fans or anything like that he you know he was a class act and um, never you know he didn't talk down on the organization so and especially Rogers right I mean he still has the utmost respect for Rogers as it appears I mean I obviously don't know the situation personally. Um, so I, I really appreciated that. And I, I appreciated the uh, just consideration and respect of the fans that have been with him for eight years at the, you know, at Green Bay and his reasons were personal as well. It, it wasn't just, it was more about more about his, his family and wanting his grandparents to be able to see him, his dad, to be able to, you know, be closer to his games, his home games, um, because of their health. And so I fully support his decision. Not like he needs my support. I am going to miss him, but I would like to just take this time to thank him for the past eight years. Cause man, it was, he made the game fun as hell to watch. He, 
is a phenomenal player and it's, you know, it, it, it stings for sure. Um, but it's, that's also just the game. That's the way it goes. And, uh, I know we met on right after the news dropped uh, to do an emergency podcast with Justice. And um, I, I do think that it was, it's a, it's a sting that we're going to feel for a while, especially as we're uh, maybe growing our wide receivers, um, you know, as we bring on kind of rookies uh, to fill a spot. And hopefully, like you said, a veteran um, in, you know, in addition to having Cobb there veteran as well. So, um, wanted to thank him and, uh, yeah, he's, he's a good one. He's going to be missed, but wishing nothing but the best. So the thing, and I'm not, I have no source on this. I'm just kind of speculating because in hindsight, I kept waiting and looking, thinking maybe I missed it was, you know, some, some type of statement from Rogers on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, you know, or even liking Devante's farewell thing to the Packers. Rogers has gone completely silent on this entire thing, but um, it's been reported from multiple sources, multiple solid sources on um, per the NFL network and ESPN with Rob Domofsky, stand-up journalists. They know what they're doing that, you know, Rogers was aware of it. So this, that's clearly not what's going on here, but there's, I just feel like there was some sting there. And I think maybe, Maybe that relationship wasn't as chummy as we all thought. I don't know. Um, well, but- Rogers has never been one to come out and publicly say anything about big things like this. I mean, he's not one to talk me like behind anyone's back to the public or the media. Um, and so I am sure yeah. that they're they're handling it privately. And I don't know. I just I, I well, don't I'm not even saying like I'm not even saying like burning him. I'm just saying like even just something saying thanking him from the memories and all the touchdown passes and everything. Just like a, just a classy standard, you know, thank you post, because I'm pretty sure Rogers did that when Jordy Nelson was released and or when he retired. Well, but that was another painful one. That's what it yeah. feels like. That's what it reminds me of, to be completely honest, is, is losing Nelson. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's tough. It's tough. It is. And yeah, it was it's... really interesting because it was really interesting because Adams in the interview even said that he found out when we found out he, he was doing his own thing and he got, uh, he got on Twitter and, and kind of saw what was going on and, um, and then, you know, his, his manager or agent reached out to him and, and let him know that it was true. But I thought that was so funny. I mean, I like, this is a massive, a massive thing that is happening. And he wasn't even aware of it. Like he found out when we found out. So I found that really, really interesting. Um, I do wish him, you know, like I said, I'll say it again. He's a great guy. I wish him nothing but the best. I just, uh, I'm going to miss them. Yeah. It's, it's, it's part of the business that just absolutely sucks. You know, you get these guys who are so fantastic, but sometimes in business things break down, things change. And, you know, it's, it's not, uh, it's not mad and it's not fantasy football. You know, you can't just cure things with a click of a button or a click of a mouse. It's there. There's, there's a lot more at play to that, unfortunately. Uh, more sad news coming out of that wide receiver room as well. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, MVS to the Kansas City Chiefs, who that kind of developed to look like a little quickly after the Chiefs stunningly traded Tyreek Hill uh, to the Miami Dolphins. So, the, the, you know, now the Chiefs get a, get a speedster, but now the Packers not only losing Adams, lose their deep threat in MVS. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be another one that they're going to have to replace. And that's something I think they're going to have to do addressed through the draft because there's there isn't really a ton of speed available right now Packers um, have a need for speed right now that's for sure yeah we're talking speed as in like velocity not not the other stuff just to be clear <laughs> um, but uh it's yeah they they definitely do need some speed they I mean Matt LaFleur said as much as at the annual meetings he goes we've got to add addition to that room he goes we need to get faster um and then Mark Murphy bless his heart um precocious scamp Mark Murphy um, saying, you know, the draft's going to be interesting. And, you know, the way he made his comments, it's like, they're up to something. They're cooked. Somebody's cooking. 
Um, they say let Russ cook. That's not just Russell Wilson, folks. That's Russ Ball. Let Russ cook. Um, so I think they uh, they're 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 they know this is going to be one of those drafts where the Packers are somehow not going to be able to escape by without a receiver. Uh, they have to do it, and I, they're going to do it um, by all indications. Otherwise, I might have to evacuate the state if that happened. Yeah, I'm... if they don't, that <laughs> would be the most idiotic thing that could ever. No, that's not even an option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's obviously we know that's not going to happen, right? So, I mean, green between the lines, between what Goody, LaFleur, and now Murphy have said, something, I, I said this too after the thing with Adams, I said, I feel like another shoe is going to drop. I didn't think it was going to take this long, but Julio Jones, maybe? Will Fuller, who I know a lot of people like, I've got concerns about his health. He's, I think, only played a full season once, if even that, since he's been in the league. Um but I, I feel like there's another shoe that's going to drop. And if it's involving these draft picks, um, maybe it's going to be DK Metcalf. I would love that. Just not, yeah. a, just not at all of those, but because uh, even with DK Metcalf, they're going to have to, they're going to run into the same problem with him that they did with Adams. They're going to have to work out an extension. So um, very interested to see what they do there, but man, as far as MBS yeah. getting back to him, another fantastic guy. Um who probably had the two cutest dogs on that, on that football team with Ace and Spade. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Lindsay, if you saw his introduction, introductory press conference with the chiefs, but he actually introduced one of the dogs. I can't remember which one it was. And it's like MVS by all accounts, you know, who took a lot of unnecessary crap from fans um, for the drop issues, just a uh, fantastic, fantastic guy. Didn't, didn't let that get to him. Um, he's going to be missed as well. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, it was cool because in one of his interviews, when he, you know, one of the first ones, um, it was over zoom, uh, this particular one. And he had a Adams and Rogers, uh, Packers Jersey still up on his wall, which I thought, you know, in addition to other, some other jerseys of, of guys that he uh, respects, I'm assuming. Um, but it was really cool to, to see that. And I, you know, it was just like kind of a nod back to, uh, back to the Packers and, um, yeah, he's, he's going to be missed. He was, a he was a good player. I think he has a lot of potential to, to grow even more. And it's unfortunate that we're not going to be able to see that and that we may, you know, be, uh, (laughs) be on the opposite end of it, uh, come next season. So I, same thing with Adams. I obviously would never wish any one bad will. So I, I obviously wish the best for him um, as well. But, uh, but yeah, another one that's going to be, uh, he's going to be missed. I mean, he's going to have Patrick Mahomes throwing him the ball, who Mahomes is probably my favorite non-packer in the NFL. Um, just, just love, love the man, love the quarterback, love how he plays. Um, so obviously he's, he's not going to experience a drop off at all uh, in quarterback play. So Best wishes to MVS. Talk about um, a guy me, who gets a lot of flack. Well, you know, the, Aaron Rodgers has been notoriously tough on receivers and he constantly was lifting up MVS and he talked about him in camp this year too, after he got back saying how much he's grown just as a person, how much stronger he is. He's always gone to bat for him. So I, that, that's why I felt so bad about the bum rap he got with fans, but you know, no, fans, I, well, fans yeah. Fans. yeah, but I was, I was talking about Mahomes. Um, I mean, talk about like in, Yes, MVS definitely experienced that. And that's what I was saying. Like Mahomes does too. My gosh. People oh, are rough oh, yeah, on him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I always oh, see what was Mahomes washed. They, they were talking about him being washed up. It's like, come on, people. He's a kid, man. The, <laughs> well, he's, well, they made that same mistake with Rodgers and now he's won two MVPs. So two, think before well, you speak. Two back but to back, yeah. Think, be, think before you speak. And, uh, you know, that that's something the internet's never going to learn. Um, moving on to moving on to foolish moving on to some foolish more foolish things the minnesota vikings doing what the minnesota vikings do going through green bay's um i don't want to say their garbage pile because that's disrespectful to both these guys um but they're going through um the scraps released from green bay um zadari smith to minnesota after we thought he was going back to baltimore and that deal fell apart um, not only is Adarius Smith going there, but he's also going with Chandon Sullivan, uh, both players reuniting with Mike Pettin, uh, who is not the defensive coordinator, but is an av- advisor there. So, I mean, that's not really surprising considering he was there in Green Bay when he was, you know, when they both both drafted or signed. 
But man, you know, it's just why do the Vikings always do this? I because just, they're trying. They want to be the best. They're trying to copy the best. I mean, that's that's really like they they're trying to be the Packers, and uh, because they can't beat us, they want to be us. So that's yeah, my that's, take on that. That's probably the way to the way to go because they don't realize that this has never worked out for them, save one year with Brett Favre before he turned back into a pumpkin throwing an interception to Tracy Porter in that NFC championship game. And then his body completely fell apart in 2010. This has never worked out for them. Greg Jennings. Uh, okay. Ryan Longwell, to be fair, um, did, did play well for them as a kicker, but this usually doesn't work out well for them. And I mean, Zadari Smith very well probably could. I mean, I'm sorry that he got let go from green Bay. He, he changed the culture on defense, but there were signs this last year, especially that I think he, he had kind of run his course. There was that whole, um, he was obviously sending a message without using words, you know, with that whole captain's chain thing after he was not chosen as one of the team's permanent captains, um, on defense. Mm -hmm. I think, I I think that, I think that hurt some feelings. Um, then he had his back injury where he was out the entire year and before the playoffs, you know, he made that one, one great sack that we were like, Hey, Z's back. And then you know, obviously we know how the rest of that game went against San Francisco. So obviously a painful loss. Um, Chandon Sullivan, meanwhile, I, I obviously replaceable player, um, special teams, part of it also. I mean, if you're relying on him for any type of strong coverage, um, he was a liability usually more than he was a contributor. So that one, I don't mind as much, but losing Zadarius Smith, a little bit painful, but also did we really expect anything less from either him or this franchise? I mean, I am real, uh, real nervous about our, our two games uh, that we play the Vikings if C is healthy because man, I don't want to see Rogers getting sacked by him. I mean, that is Rogers is not, you know, he's, he's not a, a kid anymore. He is very much you know, getting older and with that comes more injury prone, especially when you have someone like Z on the opposite end of the ball, who usually makes it to the quarterback to get sacked. The one thing that I am interested in seeing is, uh, is, you know, Bakhtiari needs to be set up, uh, against, (laughs) against Z, because I really think that that is going to be the only matchup that, uh, that st- is able to to stop Zadarius from from getting to Rogers. I mean, we need we need more guys like uh, like Pakhtiari to protect <laughs> to protect him. Um, it's going to be scary, but obviously, uh, you know, it's it's the Minnesota Vikings, so you can't be you, you also can't be too too scared or too worried about them. So. I wish Z nothing but the best. I love the guy. I think he is, uh, he made a huge, huge difference in the locker room when he came on board. Uh, him and Preston really just uh, brought this energy and this, this positivity to the team that you could, it was palpable. You could see the difference when they got, when they got here and, um, I, I'm going to miss him a lot. And, uh, I just, I hope he goes a little, little easier on, uh, on Rogers <laughs> if he is able to get, get to him. But, well, well, and if the Packers wanted to counteract that a little bit too, Anthony Barr is a free agent, you know, he, the, he who broke Rogers collarbone, you know, if you can't beat him, join him kind of a thing, I'm not saying he'd be a great fit, but you know, that's if two can play at this game. You know, if the Vikings want to, you know, be their usual, selves you know the Packers can counteract that and bring in Anthony Barr how much he's got left in the tank I have no clue but I mean if we want to be petty let's be petty you know sign him to sign him to a vet minimum deal that's probably what it, that's probably what he'll end up signing for anyway unfortunately so um yeah stinks stinks to lose a Darius Smith he did he was like we said he did help reboot the culture around the Green Bay defense but uh you know the Vikings are going to Viking and um I don't want to call them a poverty franchise but they just Let's get creative. Win it, win it your own way. Don't just copy. You know, you don't win on a Xerox. Um, speaking, speaking of uh, division rival, uh, transitioning to another division rival that I think is a poverty franchise, uh, the Chicago Bears have signed Lucas Patrick uh, to their offensive line. 
Um, Patrick, you know, not, not obviously a master of any trades. He was a jack of all trades, master of none, you know, very versatile center played guard, um, kind of hurts green Bay's versatility and flexibility a little bit on the offensive line, but I don't really see that being a, a massive loss aside from the fact that they're going to have to rebuild that with some depth, which, you know, that's, I think that's what the draft's for. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, we're the best team in the division. So all of these moves, the Packers, the Packers don't do this to the bears, the Vikings, they don't go after, um, go after their players. So, you know, it's because we're, we're number one and have been in the conference or in the, in the division rather for a, um, a very, very long time. So, I mean, it is what it is. And, um, you know, best of luck to, to Patrick, but, um, the bears, ew, really? That's yeah, all I have a, to say about that. <laughs> if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're counting on Lucas Patrick to help protect Justin Fields, that's a, that's a, that's a bold strategy, Cotton. Uh, we'll see how that pays off for you. Um, also along the offensive line, Billy Turner has mm-hmm. gone back from once he came back to Denver, um, after the Packers ended up releasing him. Uh, that was kind of a stunner release uh, when he got cut by Green Bay. Obviously, they had to trim some cap dollars, but uh, he signs, he lands back with Denver. Um, excited for him because he'll get a chance to protect Russell Wilson. So I think he's, I think he's probably, he's probably the one former Packer lineman that probably landed on his feet. Um, even if it was at a deal that I think Green Bay probably could have signed him back to, but the Packers clearly had different plans at right tackle as well as their cap situation. So stinks to lose Billy, but uh, at least, at least he seems to be in a good, good position. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Uh, definitely, definitely suck to lose, to lose Turner. I, you know, out of everyone, which obviously there, there are a lot of casualties to the cap space this year, especially, you know, considering where we were to start um, Z and, and Billy, I think are definitely the, uh, the, the biggest kind of casualties and nothing we can do about it. It sucks. Um, I wish we could keep them. Yeah, it's just, unfortunately, the salary cap is real. I mean, it, it might be a gelatinous substance, but it's real. Um, How we so were that's... able to, I mean, they, they did some magic on that this year. It was, I mean, now we're at what, 15? Um, 15 million, which is still more than zero. Um, I, you know, 15 million is a real number. That is not zero. There is somebody that they can, you know, they're obviously they got to sign their draft class, but 15 million does not equal zero. Um, that's kind of, um, I don't understand arithmetic, but I know 15 million is greater than zero. Um, it's not very effective math, so to speak, but, uh, finally, uh, bad news where in, in shocking news, this is one of the few times we can say Detroit actually beat green Bay. Uh, the <laughs> Packers have lost out on the 2024 draft to the city of Detroit. Um, Obviously, you know, we had all hung our hopes on that, um, so to speak, but um, from a low, from somebody who actually lives here, I know some people have been questioning this and I kind of feel like I need to, you know, kind of clear. I'm not, I'm disappointed too, but logistically from a hotel situation, that's really tough to do because there's not a whole lot of high-end hotels in this area. Um, I'm in Appleton. There's a couple here. There's a few in Green Bay. They got the Lodge Kohler, obviously outside Lambeau Field, but I feel like the hotel accommodations really kind of need to step up a bit in the surrounding area. You know, not just in Green Bay, but to Pier, um, Schwaben on Fond du Lac, or not Fond du Lac, um, Kakana, Appleton, to Pier, Green Bay. I don't think it needs to quite go quite as far as Oshkosh, but um, or Nina, but you know, at least here because I'm I'm a, I'm literally a 20 minute drive from Lambeau Field, so I think that's kind of where that came into play. Um, in terms of Detroit, you know, with hard, that city's had some horrible economic luck. Taking the football perspective completely out of this, I'm glad to see Detroit get it. That city needs some good news. Um, you know, that, that, that'll be a boon for them economically. So it's really hard to be mad uh, when it goes to a city that's had some hard times like, like Detroit. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, Green Bay is definitely, uh, I think it, it, I think it makes more sense from like an idealistic standpoint, obviously, 
but, um, you know, I, I'm not too, I'm, I'm not too torn up about, um, about that, that move. And like you said, Detroit, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be good for, it's going to be kind of like a, a good boost, uh, for the, the city and the fans and economically speaking. So can't be, can't be mad at that. No. And you know, it, it doesn't, you know, the, the draft can be held here. I'm not saying it's never going to happen up here. It's, it's going, it's just a little more work. I think accommodation wise needs to be done. Um, there's a lot of events, particularly close to my heart, my hometown, EAA and Oshkosh brings in over the span of a week, like 700,000 people. And that fills up just to give you an idea. Oshkosh is about 65,000 people. It fills up every hotel there pretty much. Um, it goes pretty much even up to here and down to Fond du Lac. And so, but the draft brings in, I think, arguably probably more maybe because that's spread out over the span of a week. A draft is, you know, three days. So I think there's, I think it can be done, but it's, it, I think there's just a little more work to be done, but I, I would not be surprised if it was here in 2025 or 2026. It's very close um, to happening. Yeah. Obviously, you know, we're, we're not going to get a Super Bowl, but the draft is a heck of a consolation prize, um, so to speak. God, so I would love a Super Bowl in Green Bay. Yeah, I just, I don't, it's, there's no way. Um, well, I that know that. Yeah. I'm fully aware. I just, <laughs> I, I would love it. It would be the coolest thing ever. Oh, I mean, but, uh, I, Green Bay I, would have to triple in size in, in terms of a city. Well, you're talking coolest literally and figuratively because uh, <laughs> they thought that they thought football was cold in New York that year. They had that Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> you have no idea. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, the draft coming here would be fantastic. And uh, that's we'll kind of leave you on that um, We're three weeks ish away from the draft. Uh, we'll probably have another show, if not right after the draft, maybe right before it. Um, thank you to everybody for listening. Keep it on Acme Packing Company and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, make sure to leave us a five-star review. Uh, we appreciate every everybody listening. Um, and from Lindsay and I, um, I just it's this we're getting into the good part of the season now. Once the draft gets over, it gets a little quieter. But man, this is this is the highlight of the spring for me, at least, is uh is the draft. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. And go pack uh, for- go. Yes, absolutely. Go Pack Go. Um, may the draft picks be solid and uh, it's, uh, it's going to be a fun, going to be a fun, fun few weeks. Go Pack Go. Here's to that.